When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I know for a fact the audio in this room is terrible right now. I know it's uh, it's echoing, but uh, but I figured I was gonna wait until because I ordered um, I ordered some uh, sound tiles, some like acoustic tiles, and uh, hold on, split screen gallery. But I don't think they're gonna be here for like a month, and I hope sooner, and. Normally, I use two of these tripods that these lights are on. I use those to, uh, I use those to, to put the moving blankets on, and that's what, where I had the old studio above my parents' garage was a huge room, and there was just a bunch of shit I could use. There was like an old Bowflex. There was some filing cabinets. There was just a bunch of stuff, and I built. I mean, as you've seen, I built like a mountain around yeah. my desk. And then and, I just draped and, it. And now you have an empty room. Yeah, and now I have an empty room. And, well, I mean, there's a bed in it. There's, you know, there's carpeted floors, so that helps. But right now I can, without even hearing the recording, just talking out loud, I can hear it echoing. But yeah. um, I was going to wait till I had everything set up. But I decided to just kind of, you know, like the same. Most of your, most of your guests don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, most most of my, my, I guess my logic was is how I started the podcast was for years I put off starting a podcast because I was like, I'm going to wait till I'm ready. And then I just said, fuck it and started. So with that same logic, I'm just going to start recording again. I mean, we've got the lighting up. We've got, you know. So, so I'm, I'm so, so am I, I'm your first guest in your new digs? You are. I didn't even put up the flag in the black background. Ooh, Ooh this is, this is a. <laughs> This is like Old Testament, prehistoric. It's uh, it's good though, man. My parents helped me. Shout out mom and dad. Yeah. Helped me move in. Helped me. Uh, my dad helped me with the heavy nice. stuff. My mom, my mom beautified it like mm. only women can. Make it feel <laughs> welcoming. But um, yeah, man. Went to bed last night. Slept for like ten hours. Woke up. Off to a good start. I hit the gym. Unpacking all day. Still setting up this area. My uh, my ATF uh, interested corner, as always, wires, boxes, and shit. But uh, but um, yeah. I, last night I ordered those sound panels. I ordered the uh, there's one inch, like like one inch bumps, two, three, and four. I ordered the four, and it's gonna. So this is gonna look like a like an anechoic chamber. It's uh, so although it, the audio is shitty right now. Once it does get up, it's going to be 10 times better than what I used to have. So it's worth the wait. But I've, yeah. I've been talking for five minutes now. Clearly, I'm... It still doesn't sound... It still doesn't sound that bad. I mean, yeah. you uh, have the, uh, the the mic and all, but I can't hear my own voice echoing back oh, off the, oh, you of your walls. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're bare. It's, uh, it is what it is, but, you know... For everybody listening, Roger Williams. What do you do? Yeah, 
for everybody listening, Roger Williams, author of my favorite book, Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect. And for everyone that doesn't follow closely, I finally moved out after living home for five years and finally moved out, which is a huge step. I'm excited, nervous, but mostly excited. And uh, yeah, really, I'm, I just want to- It's a big step. It is, man. For everybody listening that doesn't know, graduated in 2013, a couple months after that, older, oldest brother committed suicide. A couple months prior to that, I decided I didn't want to go to medical school after getting in, and for two years, kind of downward spiraled, and then finally moved home in 2016, feeling pretty suicidal myself. That was five, almost five years living at home, therapy, being sober, kind of building myself back up, and it hasn't even been a full 24 hours, and I'm, I'm out for the first time since I was, I moved home about a week before my 20, mm-hmm. 27th birthday. I'm 30, I turned 31 right now. Yeah, no, I moved home at 26. And I turned 31 this summer, so almost five years. Five years. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, Roger, you'd be excited. It's, I, I, I'm pulling a metamorphosis, I'm pulling a, a metamorphosis of prime intellect. I'm pulling a prime intellect. I, uh, and just learning how to, like, optimize my surrounding. There's a, now that I live in my own place, granted I have to foot the bill, but now I get to blast the AC as much as I want, which I, oh, I love. And uh, it's only like it's only like eight hundred square feet, so it's not doesn't cost a lot. Which you're gonna have to do if you keep wearing them hoodies. I know, right? Well, that's it's getting to be summer. Good. That's part of the thing. So, um, but oh, it's also great because the sun doesn't like bake my apartment. There's no like direct piercing sun, so I don't get radiant heat. So if I just close the blinds, I think I can like pretty much insulate this place. But there's a and this idea came to me last night right before I fell asleep. There's a there's two air conditioning vents, but there's one right right there. So the computer's here, the box fan is right here. I see where this is going. So I, so I it was like fifteen bucks on Amazon. I ordered I ordered that like HVAC tubing, that insulated tubing. And I got to, and I ordered some T pins, and I'm just gonna pin it to the the drywall and the ceiling, and I'm gonna have I got two, so I'm gonna have one tube go directly behind the fan, so I can just I mean literally. Dude, 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 when you get that done, you need to submit it to Hack a Day. I will. That's you and, know. And the second one, <laughs> because they came in packs of two, so the second one, I'm gonna connect, and I'm just gonna come and like physically press against the back of the laptop for heat dissipation. And then I can go. I can go to the thermostat and just turn fan on. So I'm going to turn it on and then flip everything and just instantly <laughs> just just jet this thing with cold air. So um, central air conditioned laptop. Hey man, hey man, <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm listen, listen, and don't take this the wrong way, FBI. No, I've done I've done crazier shit in industry. So no, don't, don't just like no, you're, you're you're on the right track there. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> hey man. Hey man, the Viet Cong fought off the yeah. United States. Al Qaeda fought off the United States. You make do with what you have, and uh, not that I condone them, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm channeling my my freedom fighter. I'm using what I have mm. to fight against the Rogans. Yeah, and you saw my uh, my guy has uh, decided to get us out of Afghanistan. Actually, really, uh, no no fucking kidding. I saw you that. Know. Fingers crossed, man. 
Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's probably going to result in something bad, but there's no way to avoid that. It's just got to eventually be done. It's it's so. Yeah. And as I think Biden seems to be is like, it's like, I'm so old, I don't have any fucks to give anymore. And we're just going to do what, you know, whatever needs to be done. It's yeah. I don't like. Yeah. I'm like rocking it. Yeah, no, it's in, in here, here's to hoping that here's to hoping that happens. That was always my problem when Obama got yeah. in office and when Trump got in office was people when Obama got in office the conservatives would say it, when Trump got in office the liberals would say it. But everyone always had this whole if we pull out it's going to collapse to at a certain point. Yeah. Listen, if if you eat meat, you're you're perpetuating factory farming. If you're vegan, you're perpetuating the raping of the landscape to place all this land and you're killing that many more bugs and disrupting you can't it, it there's it's thomas soul there's no solutions there's only trade-offs i'd rather have yeah. i'd rather have a bunch of guys probably around my age if not younger i'd rather have them come back here yeah and something bad's gonna happen over there but just fuck it just come back who cares at least it won't be happening to our guys I mean, and and that's and I know that's like a sim- simplistic approach, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's that's what it comes down to. It's 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 them or us. Yeah, like it sucks. It I don't think it makes you less humane of a person, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Here's to hoping that happens. I'm uh, I'm listening to a book, "The Generals Have No Clothes," by David Arkin, who's going to come on next week, and. Uh, Man, he's he breaks apart at really all the deployments from Clinton through Trump. And man, I hope they come home. After listening to this book, I'm now starting to think that that book, uh, Base Nation by David Vine, and American Land, America Land by Mark Gillum, my three most recent listens, those have convinced me more than anything else that the president truly is not in control. And I don't mean Biden. I mean the presidency. I don't think Trump was. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think Obama was. I think they have some. I think you can do some. But in terms of... In terms of... Well, actually, I I think what happened just now was that you had the... You've had like two or three presidents who have said, well, we're... Afghanistan and the general said, no, sir, we can't do that because here's the reason, this is the reason and all. Mm-hmm. And then Biden just comes along and said, nope. Yeah. Fuck it. We're, we're getting out. You you get us out. That is my order as the commander in chief. And there's, you know, it's like, I don't care what your arguments are. This is what I promised the voters and this is what we're going to do. And the generals are going like, uh, 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 okay. Hey, man. Yeah. Here's, um, here's to hoping, hoping they do. <laughs> You know, I didn't vote for Biden, but I mean, give yeah. Griff, give, Griff, give give credit where credit's due. Bring him the fuck home. <laughs> Bring him the fuck home. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, he wasn't even my guy, and I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So, but I got to admit that now he's now now that he's he's up there, he is he is getting shit done, and he is basically telling people who have been, you know, like the fly in the ointment for thirty years. It's like. Uh, no, this is what we're going to do. If you don't like it, we're still going to do it. Uh, we'll just do it without you. And fuck you. Yeah. 
to everybody listening Very politely sure to every to, to everybody <laughs> listening today is sunday april 18th 2021 just for future reference so people know what we're talking about mm-hmm. um yeah man it's yeah i mean i i hope i hope we do it's like, what do you think about all the uh and I'm all, if you can't tell, I'm also speaking quietly because I don't know how much the sound goes into those above me and below me, and I don't want to like bother anybody. It's actually not too bad. Uh, you, uh, your microphone is contributing a lot there. I think. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I really need to. Uh, I really need to get that fucking that that soundproofing. <laughs> I might, I might order some cheaper ones just to get something up. Because it feels weird. I, like I feel, I feel naked. Moving, I feel naked. That's what it moving, is. Moving blankets. Yeah. That's, oh, I've got. I've, uh, got the, yeah. I've got the moving blankets. Said moving blankets are like the bomb. Hmm? And and you're breaking up a little. Oh yeah, no. And that's the you're, other. You're breaking up a little there. Yeah. That's the other thing, man. Is is everybody else? I don't have internet yet, so I'm using a like a hotspot tether. <laughs> so we really are. This is like a. This is like the White House got nuked, and then you're getting the Roger. I think Roger froze up. Roger. I don't know if that's me yeah. or him. I can hear him kind of. My internet connection's unstable. I'm here. Okay, it's my internet. I don't know why it would have been anything else, but you know, it's kind of like a. Indep- so. It's kind of like Independence Day. Right where, where everything's destroyed. And they, uh, and they start using our designated our designated survivor. Well, that's what it is. Is it's kind of like right? It's the cheesy overused scene where it's like <laughs> it's like hold on, hold on, we're getting a message in Morse code, and it's like the president's still alive, right? You know, it's it's like a, right? It's like the you know, or it's like a what's Air Force One? I think right? It's 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 something like that. That's what it is. Is it's Air Force One? And I'm on like War Independence Day. I'm on Morse code, and that's what this podcast is right now. We've lost all of our sound shielding. Yeah. The internet's unstable. Yes, we're <laughs> but it's we're like, heading into the Death Star, and just it's like, hold on, <laughs> Tommy's still alive. We're getting a signal. It's another shitty podcast. Yes. He's still alive. Tommy, use the force. <laughs> it's yeah, man. So, um, but on the upside. On the upside, the internet I've been using since the podcast started was uh, it was at its max upload was seven hundred and fifty kilobits. That that's what my on a good day I would hit one megabit upload, and that's what I that's what I've been working with since December twenty nineteen. I'm in a tiny apartment. I'm I'm very frugal, but I'm spending money on one thing. I'm spending money on gigabit Ethernet. 300 or sorry 35 megabit upload which is about 50 times faster than what i had 12 you'll be able to do 8k 1200 megabit download so 1.2 gigabit it's like 90 bucks a month it's retarded but i figure if there's one thing i I should treat myself to I mean, I'm I'm using an HVAC system to cool down my laptop, like you know, splurge oil, splurge, splurge oil. There are a couple things that it's worth spending money on, right? It got a new mic, like, right? Got the microphone over Christmas. That was worth it, right? The new webcam, worth it. Lighting, worth it. 
there are some things that I think it's it's worth when there's a noticeable difference. Well, you're in the a pro- it's a production, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're and and the thing about doing a production is there's a lot of things you don't notice in person yes. that become very noticeable when they're broadcast mm. uh, or when they're photographed. So yeah, uh, that's you know taking care of those details. That's that's important. Yeah, that uh, without a doubt, you know, the, the organizing a studio, the thing, I, you know, uh, it, the, the life is a series of, of, of little lessons in this when when you are dealing with the, uh, things like the performing arts and, and with photography. Uh, I will never forget when I was much younger in my 30s, uh, did a day trip to Jean Lafitte Park, which is absolutely beautiful park with a uh, boardwalk out over the swamp and so where's where there are 35 millimeter cameras where you have to pay to develop film right you know and we're like oh my god this is fucking gorgeous landscape the light is perfect and everything and so we take what we think is going to be this like this absolutely gorgeous series of landscape shots and you get home and find out that there is a Budweiser can in the foreground of the swamp. And you don't see that uh, until you train yourself to. So doing something like uh, your soundscape stage and all is very similar because it's like all these little details that you don't notice mm-hmm. when you're just there rapping with someone. You know, you're mm-hmm. just having a conversation, but when you're recording it and broadcasting it, then there's all these little things that all of a sudden are just like really fucking noticeable and annoying. So, yeah, it's, it's like it was one of the reasons I got these headphones because I had these before. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're about the same quality, but the others look like bowling balls on either side of my head. It's a noticeable thing. Yeah. So, and and these even still aren't like studio quality or anything. They're, they're still, still, they're just, they're over ear and they're, they're, they're on ear instead of over ear, which just works better. Um, now, I'll show you something else about this shirt. Okay, so. For everybody listening, Rod, Roger bought another one of my shirts. He's wearing the t-shirt version of the hoodie I'm wearing. Yeah. Um, now, uh, last time I wore the Area 51 shirt, I really liked the Area 51 shirt. I it many times. Um, this shirt, not a problem with the design, but this was sold. I verified on all the paperwork, this was sold to me as a large. Okay, but it is form fitting. It's cut so that on someone my size, it hugs my body like a leotard. That's no so good. this was, yeah, this was actually, I think meant as like a shirt that you would wear when you're working out at the gym or skateboarding or something like that. And these are things that I do not do. Mm-hmm. So here is the problem. Okay. Yeah. It's a workout shirt, definitely. 
Yeah, and being a middle-aged man with a pot belly, it makes me look like I'm about six months pregnant. Listen, man, anyone that isn't a bodybuilder doesn't look good in form-fitting, period. You need to be a middle-aged yeah. man. Anyone that doesn't have most form-fitting shirts are a binary. They are nuclear war. Yeah. It either works or And they don't not. tell you this. That's, that's upsetting. The Shopify did not mention, I mean, this is like the more expensive shirt, and... I cannot imagine ever wearing this shirt in public unless I'm also like wearing a jacket or something. Yeah. But I did think of something because you are a younger guy who is pretty buff. I think you would rock this shirt. And if you text me a snail mail address, I'll just send it to you. Sure. I spent, I spent 50 bucks to have it made. Uh, that, that was an experiment. And, uh, and then you can have one of your shirts, which I don't think you have any of them no, yet. No, I do not. So I will, uh, I will do it. that. Thanks, and Ross. then I will buy two more. <laughs> it's, now, I um, want, do you think that they would be good if you got a couple sizes up? Is the actual material comfortable or is it more? Yes, the material. Actually, actually, now the funny thing is I, I haven't shown it to our marketing girl who told me it's like the... The other shirt was printed by Infusion, and one of the things is you can't feel the uh, the ink sitting on it, and I can feel the the ink on this. And I'm not sure why that is, uh, and it may be that you can't use Infusion. This is an engineered fabric. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's got all the fancy antimicrobial and breathable. It's like if you hold it up to the light you can see through it it's got about a bazillion little holes in it which i think is supposed to make it breathable i mean i think this was actually a very fancy design for someone who is going to use it to work out you know uh who's going to do sports in it uh whereas the cheaper shirt was just a t-shirt it seems the cheaper is better in i think well for me it is i think i think it's just you know the the purpose is just different mm-hmm. and uh so um like i said i'll send you this one and uh Thanks, get the get the gold uh pharaoh available on the other design because yeah. i think it would be great Absolutely. Uh, but it's just not not with this the form-fitting thing where my uh dolly bump is like amplified I mean listen dude it's 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 I, I could rock form fitting in college when I was at like 5% body fat even now being 30 pounds overweight it doesn't matter the fact that I have like 15 years of muscle built under it if you have the slightest amount of body fat form fitting is no bueno like I don't do it it's you know, maybe maybe in eight months, maybe eight months of weight loss, maybe I can start doing like the form fitting workout clothes again because that that's my silent battle on the side. No one's and the podcast is I'm I'm gonna go back to like college level psychopath dieting and I'm gonna see if I can get back to I want to see if I can get back to ripped. But um, yeah, man, that's um, that's no bueno. But I'm, I'm I appreciate the feedback and I appreciate the field research. It's so at the very least we can say they run small. You don't know unless you try. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, so, that's, that, that's true. It's true. It's, man, I'm just kind of trying to think. I'm trying to think of my mind is still just like spinning with like ideas for the podcast. Just shit I can do. Especially now that I have like this room for it. Um, I'm sure I've beat, I'm sure it's like beating a dead horse. I'm sure you don't want to hear about it anymore, but this is like the biggest news in my life in the last five years. It's, um, well, yeah, you just moved. Yeah. What you can, the see, last time I did that was in 1992. <laughs> you, what, what you can see now is my, and if I never have to move again, it'll be too soon. Listen, man, I think I've got one more move in me. I would like to go up to New Hampshire to where my parents are retiring and to where, you know, my little brother is moving to New England. And we're going to try to get my older brother, too. It's, you know, we jumped around a lot as a family growing up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And it's going to be nice to, I think we all kind of want to get back together. So I would like to move to New Hampshire probably this time next year and then never move fuck again. Never again. I the podcast could blow up, and I be, I could become the next Rogan. I if I can get a small house in New Hampshire, I'll never fucking leave again. It's I, I hate it. There's nothing worse than physically picking up all of your shit and physically moving it. It sucks. But on a side note, now that I can kind of this so this shit. I don't know if you can. Yeah. So this is the. Uh, this is the hard drive system that used to be behind the laptop, but now I, can, that. Now I yep. have it off to the side. It's, it's a 10 terabyte, 16, 12, 12, 12, 12, 16, 10. And it's all connected. That's not plugged in right now, so that, that didn't work out well, but... It's it's connected to one big <laughs> it's connected to one big outlet and it's got a it's got a laptop fan under it. And so when I press the the comically big green button on the outlet, it's an outlet by the company Aukey A U K E Y. It's got like fifteen sockets on it. I have all the hard drives plugged into it and on the top I swear to god it looks like it's it's like when Trump and Kim Jong un were battling with each other about the size of their red button. Like <laughs> this truly is like the comical I mean there's a there's a button that big on the top that glows green and you press it and it's and when you do that all all eight hard drives flick on there's like blue lasers under the fan and the whole thing comes up and it's all connected it connects to my laptop I have it all focused in on one USB-C so I can just and it's and then when you if you go to the MacBook and you go to like you go and like look at storage, this is a two hundred and fifty six gig like laptop. Ten drives up. <laughs> yeah, well it's this is a two fifty six gig laptop. And there's a way that you can display it on disk utility that either it's ten drives pop up or 
there's a way that it will combine all of them and it will just say this is your total storage. It goes from 256 gigs to 100,000 gigs. <laughs> it goes to a, because it's 100 terabytes. It goes, the bar just, like all of your documents just turn into like the width of a piece of paper. It's, you have 100, well, it's like you have 900, you have 99,997 gigabytes available. So, ten, 10 years ago, you would have been in an entire data center with like businesses contracting for slices of this. Oh, and now yeah. you just have it on your desk. Now it's just, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably like two grand altogether. But I mean, overall, it's not that much for 100 terabytes. When people kind of like, holy shit, 100, I'm like, it's really not. Like, it is, but it is. Huh. Now, I have it split up into eight drives. And so I just have eight copies of the podcast on all of them so i just have eight redundancies yeah storage storage for data has gotten just incredibly stupidly cheap it's it's when uh i look back to my childhood and think about what i thought was a lot of data then uh this is just like uh unfucking believable mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been un- unbelievable for 25 years from that standpoint mm. you know the, my first computer had 16 kilobytes of ram jesus christ. and didn't have mass storage at all it jesus. had cassette tapes jesus christ it's... <laughs> and uh the first the first computer that i had that had disk drives that, that could like do random access file reading and writing had 160 kilobytes per disk Kilo, kilo, uh, you know, as a, not not mega, not you know, certainly not tera, or you know, but kilobyte. It was, it was basically about enough to store a medium-sized novel. Um, you could just about store Mopi on one of those discs. That's not a crazy. longer novel, though. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's insane. You, you know, I have been thinking about my. Uh, my NORAD vault in the inside of it <laughs> and how it's behind four layers of fireproofing five layers of waterproofing and five layers of, of Faraday shielding I have been thinking about like man why don't I just slap on like you know you know like federal bitcoin bank and just open up my own bank <laughs> I mean if you want your fucking digital currency if you wanted to survive, you know, you don't want to be worried about a Carrington event or a coronal mass ejection or a Chinese EMP. <laughs> you, you know, maybe I should just put some like little pillars in front of it, like the Federal Reserve, and just open up the first Bitcoin bank. You know, I've seen estimates that as much of, as uh, 30% of the Bitcoin that has ever been mined has been lost because the passwords have been lost. And if you lose the password to your Bitcoin, there's no recovery mechanism. It's just, you know, you're screwed. And so if you look at that, especially it's like now it's trading at like $60,000 per Bitcoin, then, you know, there's almost literally trillions of dollars of Bitcoin that for practical purposes doesn't exist anymore. I mean, Every once in a while, you see a a, a, a little, uh, you know, human uh, 
like feely thing about oh here's a person who has 30 bitcoins and his password is on an iron key drive and he has two guesses left and he can't remember his password have, have you seen <laughs> have you seen the tim dylan sketch tim dylan my favorite comedian probably the only comedian i like he always he pokes fun at everything obviously he's a fucking comedian but he does these little like short like snl sketches almost and they're better than snl but he does one called the wallet and he's like you know it's coming you know it's coming there's going to be a shitty drama rom-com coming about how they got to find the keys to the wallet he was like it's going to be some piss drunk new england family dad's gonna die and the two brothers who are like illiterate and with a criminal background they're like we have a chance to make something of ourselves we gotta find the keys we gotta find the keys tommy we gotta find the keys and it's like you know they're gonna be drinking and they're like you know we can set up a good life for ourselves we can give ourselves what pop never could he's like it's gonna be every trope it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be called The Wallet. And he's like, and I'm calling it right now. I guarantee you this movie is being written right now. There's someone listening to this show who is currently typing this movie <laughs> up. And he's right. Because you do see Probably those, so. You do see those little human interest stories, right? Here's so-and-so. He's got $200 million in Bitcoin and he can't remember the password. It's coming. It's coming. It's it, it, it's got the everything written all over it that is like yeah you're right I mean the someone you know probably more than someone is is pounding that out as we speak <laughs> you know what I just realized so in the old above my parents garage I had the room I was in I would shut that door and then there was a bathroom that joined two rooms and so there's like a little like vanity area outside and there were doors going into that but then and i've only seen this not a lot of houses but where the actual shower was had another door like shower like shower and toilet was one door but then the bathroom had another door so it was like a two-door bathroom the point of all is that all of that is there used to be three doors between me and the bathroom so when i would go piss <laughs> And now there's one door and about eight feet of space. So this is going to be a balancing act from here on out. When I take it, I don't, the listeners don't want to hear my piss stream hitting the water. I just realized that, you know, there's going to have to be a, a mechanism in place. Probably just edit Acoustic that. tiles. Acoustic You're going to need acoustic tiles. No, I'll just, need to, I'll just need to edit that out. But then even for my guest, what if I have a guest on? You know, because someone like you, we're friends. But what about when I have on a guest who I've never spoken to before? And I'm like, hey, give me one second. I got to go pee. You know, it's not going to work and, out. Well, and then what do you say? Soliloquy. And then they're doing that and in the background is. Wait, you know what I can do? Wait, I can mute my microphone. Right. I can turn. Yeah, off that's stuff. a possibility. Okay. Problem solved. Yes, there's actually control for that. We came to a crisis. We've never used it before. We, we came. You know, everybody, you guys just saw that in real time. Take note. We came to a crisis. It boiled to a head. We identified the problem. 
we war game solutions and we found a conclusion. That normally takes think tanks months. We just did that in under 20 seconds. So Rand Corporation... This is is why humans will overrun the universe. Rand Corporation, Raytheon, you guys want to hire Roger and I. You just saw that in real time. We, you know, don't let... Humanity, fuck yeah. Don't let the pharaohs... Don't let the pharaohs distract you. Alright? This is like those fish that have colorful bright colors to distract that's all this is this is a defense mechanism it shields people from seeing our genius because they see the pharaohs and they're like who are these retards but you the listener Raytheon I'm sure you're listening heads of North of Grumman I'm sure you tune in every day you just saw some real problems and the justice department justice department probably them wouldn't put it past them (laughs) wouldn't I've I've had on too many I've definitely had on too many people that I'm not flagged in some system somewhere. There's no way I'm not. No. I mean, I mean if you're if you're not flagged by the you know for that then you're not doing it right. I'm that's that's me. I mean and listen I'm, listen man, I haven't tried to uh, and I'm a left wing guy. Yeah. So it's you know I, I, I say it's like I like what you're doing that you are doing a range of of characters and giving them the latitude to say what they want to and uh, to me that's valuable even though I don't agree with one of your listeners I appreciate or with one of your guests rather. I appreciate the opportunity to hear them in the fullness of honesty. It's like you know the you know you're, you're giving them a chance to say where they come from because it is a rich world full of people that we disagree with, and we don't understand that and that range, then we will have a serious problem. Yeah. So anyway, with 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 that uh, said, how. Uh, are you out of YouTube jail yet? No, I'm not. <laughs> with, with, or do you care anymore? <laughs> I'm out. I can upload next Sunday. So a week from today. There's a two-week stint. I did a two- next Sunday? What, it was two weeks this time? This time it was two weeks, you know? Damn. Hey, man. You don't, you know, you don't have to like it. But this is the exact parallel to how the concentration camp started. 72-hour stint. Second time you were in. Just one week, third time, two weeks. That's how it started in 1933. Now, obviously, I'm being hyperbolic comparing this to the rise of Nazi Germany. I'm aware of that. So for any galaxy brains that are pointing that out, you're a retard. But slowly starting. Not really, though. But as a a totally random thing that happened to happen uh, the night before last I saw Sophie Scholl The Last Days which is a German movie subtitled uh, and Sophie Scholl was an activist who was caught pamphleting against the Third Reich in 1943 hmm. and she was uh in a, a poll of German citizens, uh, voted the fourth most important woman in German history, yeah. and 
the pollster said that if they had only polled young people, she would have come in first. And her contribution was distributing these pamphlets and got caught by the Gestapo and was executed by guillotine. Jesus. And along with her brother and their best friend. So, yeah, you know, it was like, and I didn't know who the fuck she was. It was just one of these things that popped up in my recommendations. And I was like, oh, that does look kind of interesting. Um, but it was very moving. And uh, it was even more moving to find out after I watched the movie, what was the importance of this woman? And it's like, uh, no, she's, you know, she's had a Google doodle, you know, the, uh her 93rd birthday would have passed recently uh and uh she has been an inspiration to generations uh because she resisted this fascist uh thing that you know just killed her yeah and her friends but the thing was that uh sometimes that's the only thing to do she, you know, it was it was the right thing to do, and what do you say to something like that? Yeah, you know, it, it's it, it was it was uh, like I said when I was watching the movie itself, I wasn't quite sure who these people were. This, you know, this, this little family group, this little insurrectionist group, you might call them, um, but. You know, the, it, whenever you see a, an illustration of Sophie, it will generally be with a bunch of pe- uh, pages flying around because the most infamous thing she did was as they were leaving the university, there was a stack of the pamphlets sitting on the rail and she pushed them off. So they went fluttering to the ground as the students were coming out of their classes. And uh, so the, the chaos of the moment made it impossible to recover them all and to stop them from being read and uh, stored away. Uh, and one of their pamphlets was smuggled out of Germany and reprinted in the UK. And it was used in a propaganda drop where they dropped millions of copies of the same pamphlet on Germany. <laughs> in the course of the, the final invasion. Um, because because a lot of what they were saying was that the, the the war in the East is hopeless. We're sending our boys out to die for no reason. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a catastrophe. And uh, they were convicted for high treason for, uh, you know, jeopardizing the war yeah. effort. Which, if you think about it, though, is not that different. If you've heard the phrase uh, shouting fire in a crowded theater, Mm -hmm. that was about in the early 20th century. World War I. Yeah, about World War I and the draft and people speaking out against the draft. That was the that was the shout. Oh, you know, speaking out against the draft Mm -hmm. was shouting fire in a crowded theater because it jeopardized our war effort. And if you think about it from a modern context, that's just fucking stupid. 
Well, if if listen, man, if but, if something can't exist, if 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 something has uh, if something faces an existential crisis, if it can't exist simply because of exposure to to public view, listen, it's one thing if you say Apple is better than Android. Okay, like you know, you can go out and you can discuss it. There's a million videos of it, and because of that, yeah, you there there truly is a a battle to you know, it it's anyone can say Tom Brady is the best. What he does yeah. is he goes out in front of millions of people and shows he's the best, and it's it's you're allowed to criticize and watch. If there's a third phone manufacturer, TPC Phones. And between you and me, they're pieces of shit. And I don't allow any criticism of it. If my thing can't exist, it's not that when it's pitted against Apple and Android, it, you know, it doesn't hold up as well. If the very exposure to public eyes shows that my thing is a piece of shit, then that means my whole castle is really just a house of cards that can be taken down. So, if you can't criticize something or even discuss it, it's to me there's nothing funnier than like an all-powerful force like the Nazi Gestapo's trying to pick up flyers because <laughs> not their not their bullets or their tanks or their dive bombers, but these pieces of paper just stating things, often opinions, can bring down a system. To me, there's something, I mean, there's obviously something purely evil about it, but to me, there's also something overwhelmingly funny about this, like, unstoppable mechanized force being like, don't look at it, (laughs) don't look at it. And so, you know. Yeah, it was hilarious until the guillotine came out. It was hilarious until you and all your (laughs) friends died. But I mean, even now, to me, but so to me, when, when something gets banned, or suppressed it's you know we could argue till we could argue till the cows come home should trump have been banned did he cite insurrection when when it's just me on this podcast talking about the election with claire lopez or the efficacy of lockdowns with dr roger hodkinson when you can't when you have to hide those flyers to me to me that 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 just it makes the argument of the censors look so weak if you truly wanted to you've have, already lost now that yeah it's and for all you know if you if they let my episode stay up maybe i would have gotten a thousand dislikes and people would have unsubscribed and said fuck you and if that was the case they would have won and mm. they would have been fair and square and they would look more you know it's kind of like you know, if you have, yeah. it isn't like a Game of Thrones line. I've never watched it, but I've heard the line. Um, if you have to say I'm the king, then you're not the king. You know, it's like real power. Real power exists on its own. The sun doesn't have to tell you that it's the brightest thing. It just, yeah. it just owns that shit. It's the same thing, right? Tom Brady doesn't need to wear seven Super Bowl rings. It's just mm-hmm. Tom Brady, and it's just enough said. So to me. When they ban my episode, episode 289, episode 291, episode 370, episode 411, for all I know, my arguments 
were completely null and void and actually wouldn't have stood up in in the free marketplace of ideas but by banning yeah. by banning them they make them they make they make my arguments they make them more serious they make my they, argu- they, they maybe should be they give my arguments more credit than they should have they 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 yeah. if if i do an episode talking about aliens and they ban it that makes it look like I was telling the truth, and they have to keep it. In reality, it might have just been a bunch of horseshit. So, Doctor Hodkinson and I, we might be blowing smoke up each other's asses. Claire and I, we might be stuck in our own cognitive dissonance bubble of Trump supporters. But by by wiping them off your platform, which hey, free private company, I think you should be able to do it. But just from a thirty thousand foot view, by wiping them off your platform, you give them unwarranted power. You give my episodes unwarranted power mm-hmm. that they might not deserve. Might they might be objectively correct. My episodes might be objectively incorrect. By removing them, you're doing everyone a disheartening. Yeah, well, it, it, it removed my rights to leave a dissenting comment, which I probably would have if it hadn't been deleted because I don't agree with the guy. Yeah. Now Good. I respect Good. his credentials. Yeah. But. I also disagree with his conclusions, and I think Good. there are there is an argument to be Good. had. Good, uh, you know, so, but um, it's, but even that is. Yeah, is it's I, I mean, I thought I think that, was, but I think the you know, the problem you have is is that these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, have become so large that they are literally unable to police themselves. And so the only way that they can, yeah, the only way that they can do it at all is by enforcing uh, arbitrary uh, bullshit standards where, okay, you said X, boom, you're done. Sure. You can't talk about it. Instead of having reasonable guidelines, because there's not enough manpower Mm -hmm. for the moderators Mm -hmm. to look at the entire discussion and ask whether it's reasonable or not. All they can do is say, well, man, this thing, which we can detect algorithmically and boom. Okay. You mentioned the, the, the bad thing. Uh, all right. What what is that? We're back in the dark ages when you say a word like masturbation and it's like, boom, all right. You're, you know, you can't even discuss it. I mean, how long have we spent trying to get out of that hole exactly. with things like talk about sex and uh, and politics? And, you know, and we still haven't managed it with fitness. Um, but now it's like, you know, because we've got these few platforms that are, are now represent uh, just a stupidly large percentage of our interpersonal interactions both at the small and the large scale and now these platforms are being told well you know and at first they were like well we're going to be super agnostic about it we're not going to do anything well then bad things happen and the larger powers come and say if you don't do something about this then we're going to do something about you and then they're like oh well, now that you mention it, though, uh, uh, all right, well, we'll put in this policy. Only that's stupid, too. Yeah. And you, so you end up in the situation where it's a minefield. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, what can you talk about and what can you not talk about? Is yeah. there like a guideline somewhere? No, there isn't. That's the thing. Is there no, isn't. there isn't. I knew that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I effectively, sorry to interrupt, I effectively avoided uploading further discussions about the election after Claire because I was like, hey, private company, I'll upload those episodes to Rumble and BitChute. I didn't know. I didn't know that was going to happen with Dr. H. I put up that warning video beforehand as a fucking yeah. joke. I put it up as a joke. It's, <laughs> and it, I mean, fucking hell. Right? It's calling the Titanic unsinkable. I got kicked off. I got, I got kicked off of Metafilter for not being liberal enough mm-hmm. or not being woke enough or, or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, and again, the, the thing that precipitated that was if you look at, you know, Metafilter has this reputation as being like the best moderated discussion site on the internet. So cool. All right. And in 2007, 2008, something like that, one of their moderators, Jessamine, who's like one of the really famous people from that, made a public statement and said that Metafilter is not a safe space. Metafilter is a place for open discussion. And if you're easily offended, if you have problems, if you're triggered by sensitive topics, then you should probably go somewhere else. Well, in the early teens, that started to change. And the thing that uh, precipitated my departure was a discussion of the Game of Thrones episode Oh, where yeah. Oh, yeah. Ramsey rapes Sansa. Oh, yeah. Which was like the rapiest episode of one of the rapiest TV series ever filmed. And a bunch of people showed up on the discussion thread complaining that they were being triggered because they were sexual abuse survivors themselves. And I left a comment saying that many of the things people were describing about this scene, if you go through it frame by frame, which was not difficult, it wasn't a very long scene, and you could see that a lot of these things people were seeing weren't actually there on the screen. Mm -hmm. They were implied. Mm -hmm. That was was the basis of my comment, was Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're seeing a lot of things in this scene that the showrunner cleverly left us to create ourselves but they're not really there they're implied they're off screen they're off to the side maybe they happened maybe they didn't and one of the moderators one of the five people at that time who was a paid moderator of the site deleted my comment or hid my comment and replaced it with one that said we don't need another description of a violent rape scene and I went ballistic because this was a lie. This was not what I had written about. But uh, this was my introduction to being the witch in a witch hunt. It was like the, uh, you know, I I went back and said, this is a lie. This is bullshit. And, oh, my God, it escalated. And I ended up rage quitting the site. Um, And I stayed away for a few months just read the play, you know, read it. But I signed back up again 
because the the final season of Hannibal had come out. They have a they have a side site where you discuss media and TV series and stuff. And we had had a really lively discussion about the series Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And so I signed back up and I was not, I, I didn't conceal who I was. I said, okay, I was local Roger. I signed up as Bringer Tom, which is an avatar from one of my own stories. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and the, the head moderator, uh, Josh came and said, you can have your old username if you want, I'll open it up. And I said, no, I don't. I don't want to, I don't feel comfortable. I can't be that person anymore here because of what happened. You know, I feel like I have to be more careful and, and measured and I, 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 I'm not going to be the same participant Good. that I was. And I could tell he really, really did not like that because I was criticizing him yeah. on the site yeah. for what they did to me. Yeah. But uh, uh, about a year after that, one day I just went to, to log on and my account was deleted. And so I, I left an email. Well, what happened was the original founder of the site had signed the whole thing over to the head moderator guy. He was just like, Matt was like, not interested in it anymore. Signed it over to Cortex slash Josh. And within about a week, my account was done and I realized oh because yeah, I sent him an email it's like what happened it's like well you left a shitty comment I was like what shitty comment you wouldn't tell me and I, re- I realized after a few days oh I was purged yep it was a purge yeah oh yeah hey man that's you, how that happens you it <laughs> it's all it's until it happens to you 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 don't. Hey, man. There, someone made a comp. Someone posted about how how Reddit. I think last month hired a known a known child sex offender. This this woman, or maybe a transgender from I think Britain, who who had, had in a court of law been convicted of of molesting a child years and years and years ago. I guess did their time, whatever. And Reddit hired them. And someone found out about it and started posting about it and said Reddit knowingly hired a, uh, a child molester. And it was every time it came up on any subreddit, it was getting nuked. And it, this went on for like a week where every subreddit, completely unrelated to any new, it was in the Tim Dillon subreddit, you know, people were posting about it. And it kind of, they've kind of memory hold it and like a week ago someone made a post on our conspiracy and it was like hey don't forget reddit knowingly employs you know woke reddit knowingly employs a convicted child uh, sex offender um and that person got permanently banned from reddit so someone mm-hmm. who is friends with that person made a post on conspiracy and said hey my friend pointed out that reddit has hired a known sex offender and they permanently suspended him. That guy got permanently banned. It happened a third time, and I think last night it happened a fourth time, to where this chain, people keep screenshotting it, and the screenshot is turning into a tunnel of the first post and the second, and you can see like the dates and on whatever screen it was screenshotted on, whatever someone's desktop, you can see the dates changing 
as it's like happens more and more uh, recently. But look, man, when you when Reddit, Reddit is in a, a weird space because they they started off like we're doing the total free speech thing. They were they were awesome. They were the OGs. Yeah. And and the, uh, the only thing that they were really against, and this is where they 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 nailed you, was spam, uh, because I think what happened based on what you told me uh, was that you had your little constellation of accounts that you used to upvote yeah. each other. I and I suspect that. what happened, I, I suspect what happened is they were able to algorithmically detect that this was a cluster of individuals that only ever upvoted one another. Mm-hmm. And they probably had learned to look for that. And one day the computer nailed you hey man. and out came the guillotine. Hey man. Okay. Private um, company. They can they're, they're private company. Yeah. They, they can do that. But that was the only thing they cared about. It's like they didn't care about kitty porn. They didn't care about yeah. uh, anything else until the government came in and said no, you need to care about these things. Yeah. And the thing about uh, their spam response is they they were always very consistent about that and very open about it. It's like when you create your account, there's a paragraph there that mm-hmm. I'm sure you read several mm-hmm. times that says, don't do this don't shit do that this you did. Okay. Uh, but the other stuff they've responded to very sporadically and not consistently because it's really not their thing. And they are uh, obviously not comfortable with it, but on the other hand, they want to stay in business. So they've like accommodated the authorities to the extent that they have to, but not any further for the most part. Uh, and and so, and the thing is though, the authorities come and go and there's different countries involved. And so it's gotten really weird in, in that space uh, where it's just like, is sexting bad is, is, you know, well, they've also always kind of been against doxing. So mm-hmm. to, to their, to their uh, credit, that's not like a new thing that they've been against, but the the whole way that they have responded to the the new things that they're banning people for has been very weird and inconsistent and difficult to document. And that's true of all of these platforms because it's like they're reacting. They they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, even Twitter, uh, which it's like, how do you fuck up things in 160 characters? Well, I guess now it's 240 characters, but they're, they're like getting the range or the lay of the land. You know, it's like they don't know quite where they stand, but these entities are all now the size of a government. They're like countries. They, you know, they're, if, you, if you look at Reddit or Twitter or, or Facebook, then except for the fact that they don't actually have geographical land, 
Roger. I think we lost Roger. Uh, but they... Oh, he's back. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't know what was lost there. No, you're good. Uh, but, uh, you, you were saying they don't have geographic land. Yeah. But their populations are comparable to the size of a country. Each of them. Yeah. And they're... But they're learning how to govern themselves. They're, 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 they're figuring out... they. They, they've got, you know, if you got a hundred million users and not, but you're just now figuring out how you're going to govern yourself, uh, you're in a sticky wicket. You got, you got a bit of a problem there that you need to kind of solve quickly because the whole world is watching and you're a significant part of it everyone's staring at you and I think all of these platforms are kind of in that uh, barrel you know just like trying to figure out you know their their original thing was to make money and to connect people and to to make money connecting people and selling them ads mm-hmm. all right basically so that I uh, but now they have all of this private information, which, you know, television networks never had that. And now each of these things is the size of a television network from the 60s or 70s. But they have all this private information too that they can leverage if they want to. What are they supposed to? Can they? What will happen to them if they do? These are all things that are being worked out as we speak here in you know 2021. Uh, none of none of this is 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 in set concrete yet, uh, and the thing is, the, these are all actors that were originally pretty bad. Uh, even Google started out with the you know their slogan was "Don't be evil." About the time of the IPO, I joked that they dropped the word "don't." Yeah, yeah. They're, Only it's not a joke anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not a joke when they're supplying firewalls to China, who has two million people in concentration camps. Gets a little. Gets a little yeah, hairy. It's. Yeah, and and they're like, well, no, you can't tell people about this, even though you're one of the largest sources of information for random people looking shit up in the world, or we won't do business with you anymore. So it's like, okay, so China says don't tell people about the Uyghurs and what we're doing with them, and does that mean Google doesn't uh, serve search results about the Uyghurs in the United States? It's a little hairy. Hey, hey, Roger, keep talking. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. We're gonna test the microphone mute. Well, hopefully, this won't take as long this time because there's only one door instead only of three. Door. Hey, man, we're cutting, we're cutting, we're cutting the middleman, right? Just like Google cutting out "don't," we're cutting out the middleman. All right, I'm gonna mute it. You, you hold, you hold yeah, it down. Yeah, doesn't change anything. It's just a teeny little change. Yeah, All it's right. like we're gonna try, we're gonna try the, we're gonna try the mute three. Two, one. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? And if you, you? Uh, are looking for a copy of my book, The Metamorphosis Prime Intellect, then uh, I suggest that uh, you go to lulu.com. 
which uh, is the original publisher, instead of getting it from Amazon, because uh, you'll have to pay the same price because the contracts that everyone signs require that. But if you get it straight from Lulu, then I get more of the money because I get the money that would have gone to the whole publishing industry uh, instead of it going to Amazon and everybody else. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you're going to order it, as I know, it's a little more inconvenient, but uh, please consider doing that. And uh, meanwhile, I'm going to wait for our host to tinkle. Oh, he's muted. Mm, Soul Studio, he didn't do that. Uh, so we won't know until he shows back on the video that he's coming back. And for anyone who's curious, I have been working on the transmigration of Prime and Elect to the sequel. It is actually having progress for the first time in many years. And uh, last week I was actually rather emotional about that. It was uh, something I had been hoping for, but not expecting for a very long time. Uh, but I have uh, done another couple thousand words on it. And at the rate that I did on the curators of a couple thousand words a week, uh, I would expect Topi to be done by the end of 2021. And if that happens, TPC will be one of the first places you hear about it. Roger. And Tommy won't know that until he goes back and looks back at this podcast. Oh, here he is. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, nothing. nothing. Could you could you hear me? No, you were muted. Okay, it'll be, yeah, I'll have to find out. I don't know whether or not... I know you can't hear me, but I don't know whether or not my computer kept recording. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find that out. Yeah, I know. I noticed on one of the other recordings you mentioned is like your dad was revving his engine in the, you know, in the garage, and on and on my end it was like, well, not that big of a deal. But then when I listened to the podcast as it was recorded, it was room, room, room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, my dad. Yeah. yeah, my dad had a my dad had an old British sports car. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, like six or seven feet directly below me. He was testing it out as I was doing a podcast, and like the room was shaking. And I can't help but think it was intentional. Can't help but think my dad wanted to leave his footprint on one of my episodes. It's uh, it's weird because no parents don't do things like that. It's weird. It's weird because I can go back to episodes and I can just ask them. Yeah, I can go back to episodes and I can hear my parents talking. If I put in headphones, I can hear my mom and my dad. I can hear my mom uh, vacuuming. If you go really far back, because I put my dog down last May. So if I go back to the first like 100 episodes, I can hear Oscar barking. It's weird. It's becoming like an odd time capsule. Um, but to, to what you were saying is, you know, I, you and then my friend who's never been on the podcast, but I've known him for most of my life. Um, for my friend David, uh, a middle school, high school, college, we live together. He's one of my best friends, but he is more like he's he's farther left than you, 
and hyper intelligent guy. I mean, intimidatingly intelligent. He's a, he's a wonderful person. But on top of you, I sent him the fact that I was banned for for having on Hodkinson. And you you both obviously don't know each other and it was independent of each other, but you both kind of stated the same thing, which is how I've tried to, you know, I'm always trying to break out of my own bubble of cognitive dissonance. Even when I have on my fellow conservative friends, you'll probably hear me say, you know, I'll be the devil's advocate because mm-hmm. if we're not doing that, then we're not getting anywhere. Like we might as well just start like sucking each other off because like we're not there's no discourse going on right it's i mean it's it turns it turns into this room it just turns into an echo chamber that's what it turns into and there's nothing there's nothing of value there so but he said what you said and i have to man it looks like there's drywall on my computer it he said what you said that's not what you guys said you both said that you know, I think these platforms are so big right now that no, it can't be discounted that there might be some nefarious intentions, censorship of, of political ideas they don't like. But to play the devil's advocate, it might be that these companies are so big and their thousands of hours of video a second is being uploaded that you kind of have to you kind of have to go black or white you know it's like think about world war ii i mean the world is on fire so what did we do fdr's war powers act hey everybody you're working on jet engines and tanks now if you're asian you're going into an internment camp in the middle of nevada hey leo Szilard, you just came over here he Whereas Tr- what I love about FDR is whereas Truman was Truman was very hesitant about dropping the bomb or whether or not we should go forward with it. In 1941, when FDR learned about that there could be a bomb built from uranium, that motherfucker didn't hesitate. There was no, like, should we do it? Apparently FDR was like, I'm sick and tired of war. Put it forward. And he was like, build the bomb. That's what I love about FDR. A lot of people don't know that. Is FDR just like straight, even before we were in the war, before before Pearl Harbor, FDR was like, they were like, this bomb could be big enough to blow up a city. FDR was like, do it, build it. I don't give a fuck. Build it. So, but, but the point is, is, so let's look at FDRs, right? It's, you just came out of the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. You get bombed in Pearl Harbor. Hitler has invaded Europe. Japan has now declared war on you. Put all the Japanese people in internment camps. Get everyone working on the war effort. There's a draft. There's got to be censorship, and we're going to build a uranium bomb. There, there's not. You can't. There's not a whole lot of discretion, right? It's not. It's not Desert Storm mm-hmm. where you can do a, a, a surgical drone strike, where you can do a sniper on one person. I mean, it's it's you're, the world is at war. It's just kind of, you know, it's women, children, and men. It's like sorry, you, you, you know you can't really, you can't, you can't get into the nitty gritty. It's the only way you can deal with volume like that, right? So, you know, whereas like we firebombed Dresden, it's like yeah, a lot of women and children, about a hundred thousand died. 
but it's we're, we're mobilizing these forces. We're taking on a tyrannical dictator that is incinerating the Jewish population. Like, like you're going to get caught up in the crossfire. Yeah. And well, we didn't really know that until after no, the end no, of we the didn't. war. Though that was some there in, were rumors. There some, was some intelligence, some but intelligence it was doubted. Doubt. None, nonetheless, we knew that they were invading Europe and killing everybody. Nonetheless, we knew that. That wasn't a. That was no question. Well, they were invading Europe for sure. That That's what I mean. <laughs> but the death camps were something that we didn't uh, reliably yeah. know about until after the end of the war. Point being, is I'm saying all of this as a an anti big tech conservative. I'm giving this whole benefit of the doubt playing devil's advocate and stepping out of my bubble of cognitive dissonance that they censor me because I'm a white Trump supporter. Maybe it's just that we are in a we're in a brave new world. We're in a new frontier of seven billion people being connected to each other at light speed. There's a global pandemic. <laughs> there's a hotly contested election. There's nuclear there's nuclear weapons as always. We got China trying to go into Taiwan. It might be that the amount of traffic is so big that whether or not COVID's a bioweapon, whether or not the election was stolen, whether or not China's going to invade Taiwan, whether or not Moscow is working with Snowden, it might be that the volume of shit is so large that you kind of just, it's almost like the king has to lay down a decree. And it's like, you say this, you're banned. You do this, you're not banned. And it's, it's not perfect. And again, I'm saying this as someone that doesn't want to believe any of that. I do think that they're doing targeted things. But to at least, you know, Voltaire, the sign of an intelligent man, is someone that can entertain an idea without believing it. I can see that as an argument. It's a, this has never existed before. I mean, maybe consolidation of, of TV channels, maybe consolidation of radio. But every, even that was like scheduled programming. It was at 6 p.m. And you couldn't contribute. It was a monologue. It wasn't a dialogue. Yeah, it was one way. Now that everyone has this. Yeah. And everyone can. I can see that argument. And I don't agree with it. It's very easy for me to, you know, hey, I, I wrote the president a letter. Why didn't he respond? And it's like, what do you mean? It's the, he can't. It's very easy for me to get caught up and say, you know, this is, you know, I'm in my own drama, right? I just moved out of my parents' house. I just had the seven-year anniversary of my brother's suicide. I got into med school and turned it down, and I'm building a podcast. I've secured investment money. I, I make my own designs. It, it's, it's, I'm doing this whole thing, and I have to get all these guests, and I don't have a team behind me. I'm learning the science of acoustics and internet connections and lighting. Like, I have to email guests, and if I can get them, can I download their audio book? Do I do it while I'm listening? And I can, and, and I'm, and I'm, I have an old laptop, and I'm cooling it with an HVAC system, like. The whole thing is just all the while in the middle of a pandemic. Like, so it's very easy for me to get caught up in my in my driver's seat of my own drama and to look at the outside world and be like, "You're censoring me. You're fucking up my personal journey." I have the the this isn't the world isn't 
Tommy's story. This isn't the Tommy show. This isn't the Truman show. There are billions of intersecting and affecting and counter-affecting storylines. And it might just be as simple as, dude, YouTube isn't censoring you, Tommy. They don't even know who the fuck you are. You're in one quadrant of one section of one computer that scans things uploaded from the East Coast on the even days of the month. Like, it might just be that, you know? It might be that they are using the chemotherapy approach, you know? A healthy cell dies during chemotherapy. The healthy cell doesn't know that it's part of a bigger organism that's using chemo to take out cancerous cells. It's just like, hey, why'd you kill me? You know? So, I know I'm ranting, Mm -hmm. but... No, but it's a good rant. Actually, actually, I think you're 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 on point. That, Thank you, sir. Uh, I think I think that the the whole problem with these large platforms is that the only way that they can deal with uh, what they've been told by a larger entity is a threat is to take a black and white approach to it and uh, shotgun and mm. just you know blow away anything that looks like part of the threat and say sure. okay we did what you told us Mr. Government guy sure. um, and uh, you know when any reasonable person looks at the your podcast that got banned it was like you were giving the guy a platform but you were also challenging him a little and, and just like asking him to justify himself it wasn't like you were just going oh yeah this is the truth but one final thing you know it was like no here is a guy who presents himself as an expert if you don't think he is uh show up in the comments tell me uh why not and uh but uh, just because the subject was mentioned you got shit canned and i think that was an overreaction but i also look at Google Google in is actually I mean they really fucking dropped the word don't um, I mean our marketing girl uh, the same one who by the way really loved the area 51 shirt I didn't get to show her this one because she wasn't in the shop when it, when it arrived um, but you know, she's said, you know, there's part of her that always wanted to work for Google because that's like, the, you know, in her in her profession, that's like, you know, it used to be if you were in computers working for IBM. Uh, but she also said, you know, that they have really horrible customer relations, which is like they, they basically don't have customer relations at all. So if you get a bad comment that tanks your uh, ratings, there's nobody you can call. There, there, there is no human being you can call to have this educated or to, or to, to complain about it or anything. It's just like, no, they just don't do that. Yeah. That's, you know, so it's about, you know, as a business, you know, a lot of it is about avoiding getting any bad ratings at all, because once you have one, there's no way to ever get it expunged even if it is completely unfair and I think you know that 
you know, well, we say, well, uh, all right, yeah, our business, you know, they're worth millions of dollars. It's like, fuck that, right? But the same is true of individuals in cases like what happened to you. It's like, you're just trying to put on a show to do a good job. And the band hammer came down and there's no one to complain to. There's no recourse because Google doesn't do that. They, they just like, nope, we are. And, and, and I think that that is a thing that really needs to be challenged in court at some point because you can't do business that way. I mean, the fact that they're able to do business that way and get away with it is basically uh, because they're so big. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, they have such a huge presence. But no, seriously, you can't fucking do business that way. I can't do that. Well, well, well they, they can't. I would get sued into the fucking ground if I did that. So, so... So... I, I, I think I think you'll see my counterpoint now to where I'm asking you, Roger, to play the devil's advocate. I think you, and if I may, I think you might perhaps see my concern with with why they took down Parler and Amazon Web Services dropped. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, no. Why they took down was it, yeah, it was Parler. Why they took down Parler? Yeah, it was Parler. You see my concern with that because it's like, okay, you can't do business this way. I don't think the government should step in, private company. You're, you know, your corporation's so large that you're dealing with hundreds of billions of impressions a moment that you can't get them all. So naturally, you know, the free market takes care and, and another company pops up and says, hey, we can do it better. I think you might now see my concern just like i now see your point it's too big you just kind of have to rule by decree well now it gets concerning because another company does pop up and says hey free speech we're here for it you can say whatever the fuck you want pro-trump anti-trump whatever and then they destroy it by kicking him off amazon web services it's like well now now you guys aren't allowing for dissent and that is my concern and 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 you are right there. Uh, I don't like the way that that was done because that smells an awful lot like what was done to insects. That you know it was just uh, so using like, economics to do what the law really couldn't or shouldn't was, have been able to do. That should they should um, be they should have with, been able. They should be hit with antitrust for that, right? Yeah. Uh, no, Parler should have been allowed to run until they ran over a rail, which they probably would have within a month or two, uh, and then hit with the law for doing something blatantly illegal, like uh, organizing an insurrection or something. Uh, but for the businesses to cut off their air the way that they did uh, was extremely disquieting because the thing with that is that that's extra legal and there's no checks or balances on it it's just a thing uh you know and and the thing is uh well it's like when brent scott's banker came to him and said well we got this letter that we're not legally supposed to be able to show to you 
but it says that you are a funding terrorism yeah. through your BDSM porn, which is a laughable thing. Yeah. It's, it's laughably stupid. And uh, he's like, what can I do about this? And it's like, well, I don't think you can do anything about it because I'm not even supposed to be telling you that this is what happened. I'm breaking the law by showing you this letter yeah. that was sent to me. All it tells me is I can't do business with you anymore. Yeah. And when 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 you have things like that going on, that's not le- that's not the law. Yeah. <laughs> That's Patriot Act, which never should have been passed, which they swore up and down on a stack of Bibles would never be used that way. And here it is, 10 years later, being used exactly the way that we were warned it could be misused against people who are clearly not terrorists. But, oh, they're people we don't like. Well, you know what? People you don't like have free speech, too. That was the fucking point of First Amendment. And if you have a problem with people you don't like having free speech, you live in the wrong goddamn country. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, that you you gave that example perfectly well. For anybody listening, check out one of Roger and I's early episodes. I think it's a, a history of pornography from the 1700s to present and and this is what's discussed in the latter end of that conversation but it's you know again that that this is my concern when i see things like the idea of, of, of enforceable covid passports to me it looks like the patriot act i swear this will never be used for political dissonance this is just for the vaccine <laughs> uh, yeah uh, it's, it's, you know? Yeah, and and you're right. You know, because because anytime you create powers like this that have these broad sweeping general powers, they get misused. I mean, it's ever so it has been, and ever so it will be. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm yeah, yeah. It, Raj. They, yeah, um, hey, yeah. You've been blinking out a little bit too. Yeah, always. It's it's my internet. It's my internet. It's not yours. It's definitely my my hotspot tethering. It's uh, yeah, but. It's, yeah, some trucker comes by and keys up his CB, and it's like, <laughs> it's man, it, yeah, it's definitely fucked. But it's there. You go. Can you hear me? Yeah, you were you were cutting out a little bit uh, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're 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 in the low bandwidth zone there for a couple of seconds. Uh, no, but it's like I don't like these people. They're they're horrible people. They're 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 cheaters. They they don't like freedom. Yeah. They 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 only like freedom as long as you're free to do what they would do anyway. And, you know, fuck that. that. That's not what this country was about. This is the founders of this country recognized that there would be a range of expressions, some of it uh, disquieting, 
and they understood that that was like to them they they fled Europe because dissent was not allowed and because wrong think was punished in in some cases by draconian ways um, you know in fact in you know sometimes by death and they were like no we're not going to be like this here we're we're going to be able to have a discussion but you can't have a discussion if you're kicked off the platform where the discussions occur because you said something that offended someone yeah that that's not a thing that works yeah and you know just like i said to you last week in the text is you know if we allow things to be kicked off that we don't like you know election fraud covid lockdowns whatever it is it's on one hand again is it are, are we just on a new frontier and these are huge corporations with massive volumes of data sure i'll i'll give that benefit of the doubt but even that i can only give that benefit of the doubt for a finite period of time maybe the rest of 2021 because after that that benefit of the doubt will be will be abused no different than the patriot act they will now say hey these people give us the benefit of the doubt and what you're going to see is you know the founder of black lives matter who bought you know a couple million in real estate which hey i'm all for go hustle go get yours but what you are now seeing as on twitter you're not seeing white conservatives like myself getting banned we've been getting banned since before it was cool you are now seeing members of black lives matter you are now seeing prominent members of the black community not that they're a monolith coming out and talking online about how much this is worship because a lot of them did huge charities to raise money for blm for the family of george floyd or whoever but now they are getting kicked off uh, Twitter permanently. Now they are getting permabanned from Facebook mm -hmm. for criticizing the founder of Black Lives Matter. So you're now having black liberal activists being permabanned for criticizing BLM. We're going to reach a tipping point because now you're not just getting the conservatives. Now you're getting members of, quote unquote, your side. It, it, you can see how it gets slippery. What happens when another Trump gets in power? And they say, mm -hmm. uh, and he leans on the five CEOs of big tech and says, um, I don't want to see any bleeding heart stories about uh, illegal immigrants. I don't want to see any more coverage of uh, unarmed black men getting shot. What happens when you upload a video of a body cam of a cop killing George Floyd and your channel gets permabanned? because there's now a Trump in power. Well, now that machine is in place, and now its guns are pointing at you. That is the concern. What happens when we, you know, you do a, an anti-war march like Vietnam? What happens when the World War One don't yell fire in a crowded theater? What happens when they use that and say, hey, no more saying defund the police? It, it will, it'll come back to you, you know? So yeah. it's... Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a very bad uh, look all around. And the uh, thing is that the world is complicated. And when you 
are one of these big entities and you are you know they 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 have no reason to crack down on any of this all they want to do is serve you ads yeah yeah if they can if they can if they put an ad in front of your eyes they don't care what the content is but they're reacting to the government and social forces and you know if the government tells them well you can't say this yeah whether it's true or not then uh well they want to serve ads so if the government tells them we're going to take away your ability to serve ads then they're going to do what the government tells them mm-hmm. to do now i mean this was the thing you know with the sophie Scholl story though you know it's the you know they were they were telling the truth that the war on the eastern front was essentially lost this was in late 1943 that that young men were being sent out to die for no damn reason. And the whole thing was a waste of life and effort. And the Reich came down on them like a ton of bricks and executed them for their efforts. But that's really not any different from the sort of thing we're talking about. It's just, well, they, you know, uh, Right now, no one is facing the guillotine because of it, but so far. So far. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, the concern is what happens, what happens when, when Trump Jr. gets into power. And I say this as someone that voted for mm-hmm. Donald Trump the second time. To anyone right now that maybe applauds people like myself or Alex Jones getting suspended from YouTube the guns are going to turn on you right it's what Ed Snowden warned about turnkey tyranny said the system is in place to eradicate any terrorist sure that's a good thing but when we build up a surveillance state in a nation where new leaders can be elected in that maybe aren't foreseen you know we give the power of the nuclear weapon to a, an FDR, a Harry Truman, a Dwight Eisenhower, level-headed, uh, you know, real, what word am I looking for? So just good heads of state, good leveled, measured individuals. You know, what happens when you fast forward and you have Donald Trump tweeting, my red button's bigger than yours, you know? so. Just like nuclear weapons, we're now getting at a point where where media is so consolidated that you, like Roger, you said in your comment that was shadow banned, it gets dangerous when there's only five companies where five CEOs can meet in a room and it doesn't need to be official, it doesn't need to be above board, it doesn't need to be on paper. It can just be a it can just be a wink and a nod. Well, what happens when you know what happens when Alex Jones becomes president? Which, like it or not, is technically is technically a feasibility. He's a U.S. citizen. Yeah, a, given what happened in the last few years, well, yeah, well, I no, could but, live to see that. So, but no, but seriously, he's not a felon, and he was born in the United States. No different mm-hmm. than you. So this power of, and he's over thirty-five years old. So there you go. So this power to to knock off any conservative channel you don't like. Um, uh, James O'Keefe recently per- perma banned. Well, what happens when 
Alex Jones could move to power, or or who I would imagine is probably going to run in twenty twenty four, DeSantis. If you don't like him, what happens when he comes into power and all of a sudden this system that has been slowly the frog has been boiling? We have socially accepted that people just get mm-hmm. perma banned from big tech. We just you know the private companies, sure. But in a time of a pandemic, when you legally cannot assemble, they are the new public ground. They are the town square. And we're kicking people off and just saying, well, he's a fucking alt-right conspiracy theorist. What happens when a far-right guy gets into office and now he kicks off anyone who talks about global warming? Or who talks about... Well, we're talking about actual Nazis. This is what the actual Nazis did you know they they came in being like we're going to be all reasonable and shit and you know it's like we're going to be tough but fair and everything and then when they got in power they started telling people you can't broadcast this Mm -hmm. if you broadcast this then we will shut down your transmitter we will send the cops in we will you know and uh the, the tech companies are in a similar situation you know if the government comes in and tells facebook uh, you can't allow this, and uh, on on pain if we will disassemble your network and shut your company down, then they got two choices, and the one that they will pick, being a company, is they won't broadcast that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. They will shut you down. So it's like it could be from the right, it could be from the left. I mean, I've seen it both ways, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, it's ugly from both directions. That's not what this country was meant to be about. And the thing is, if you had a hundred discussion sites that were varied and multifarious, then it would be much harder. But if you've only got five, then like you said, you can get CEOs all in a room together and... uh, you know, pass the cigars around and say, okay, uh, boys, would you like to stay in business or would you like to go to jail? We can have a little discussion about that. Mm -hmm. And when they leave, they're going to tell their minions, okay, this is the marching orders we have been given and we are not allowed to talk about the Uyghurs anymore. We're not allowed to talk about uh, global warming or the lack thereof or whatever you know it's like we've been given our marching orders and we would like to stay in business um if you had a hundred companies that were much smaller then you would it would be like herding cats you would never get them all to be able to enforce things like that you would be playing then the government would you know they they might try but they might be they would be playing whack-a-mole it's like going okay we're going to stomp this one but another one pops up and everything but as it is now like you said there's five companies get them all in one room say "Hi. hi here's what's going to happen yeah if you don't want to go to jail and being companies because companies are not human beings they don't have empathy they don't have morals what they have is a drive to make money that is what they are chartered to do in our society who they're obliged to make profit for and you know that's not the only way there is to charter a company, but it's the way that we do it in the 21st century. 
And so they will do what they have to do to continue making money and prospering. And if the government tells them, you will censor these people, you will do this, then, well, they may squeal a little bit because while we're losing this demographic, it's like, you want to lose your entire business model or you just want to lose this demographic? Yeah. They'll they'll lose the demographic. They'll 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 go along with it. That's been proven over and over again, actually. So it's a very dangerous time in that sense because uh, it's very weird because it seems like we were in a place like that in the sixties and seventies, where you only had. Uh, three major networks in PBS that were responsible for most of the news being disseminated. But you also had the Fairness Doctrine. You had watchdogs that were bipartisan in the sense that really actually meant that back in the day. Uh, and so everyone was pretty careful not to be too stupid about it. And all that went away with Reagan. That was. I mean, I was there. I lived through the destruction of the fairness doctrine. And it's really stunning the the difference that it made. Uh, because now the, the people disseminating news could just do whatever they wanted. What they wanted to do was make money. And part of that was keeping their shareholders and investors happy and part of it was keeping the government happy mm-hmm. and the fair the fairness doctrine was always about keeping the government happy but there were also all of these multi-dimensional watchdogs on that so it actually worked pretty well but once we let decided to let the market take care of it it went to shit yeah because there's things the market doesn't do well and fairness is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this whole phenomenon that you're talking about <clears throat> about only needing to lean on a couple people. Um, we saw it in the I didn't really learn about this to the last year or so, but during World War One there was something called the Black Chamber, which is just a badass name. Mm-hmm. But it was the pre it, it was the precursor to the office I think it was the office of wartime censorship and I don't think that's the correct name but the thing that itself was the precursor to the NSA so the precursor to the NSA mm-hmm. had this sort of black ops side mission in the 1910s called the black chamber again badass but not a lot of people knew about it I think Woodrow Wilson and I think like three other people knew about it you had a handful of agents that came from the Department of Justice in conjunction with the Department of War. That back when that's what the name of the Department of Defense was. And they went back to... Back when it was honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what they did... Yeah, Department of War was founded on my birthday in the 1700s, August 7th. And the Pentagon was built on 9-11. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Construction either started or finished on September 11th. I don't remember what day. 
I don't remember what year. I think it was 45. Well, there's only 365 days in the year, so you're eventually hey, going to... Hey, hey, Raj, you're on thin ice, bucko. You're on thin fucking ice, all right? We are in the monarchy of Tommy, and what I say... I think it... I don't remember. I think the Pentagon... Yeah, finished. but I'm wearing this shirt. You run a hard bargain. I think the Pentagon was finished in 47. I think it was finished 47. I think it was 9-11, 47. Another weird thing, the conspiracy theories, yeah, conspiracy theorists love is that George H. W. Bush gave a speech for the first time ever mentioning the phrase "a new world order" on September eleventh, nineteen ninety-one. Ten years before nine eleven, you gotta love these retarded conspiracies that I love more than anybody. But the point is, the black chamber went to the head of just the handful of uh, telegram companies. And they did, um, they went to each one and they were like, hey, government mark, we need to censor this shit. We gotta, it wasn't just, it wasn't just censorship because wartime censorship's always been a thing. What they wanted to do is, um, they also, they wanted to do something, they wanted to do something else. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that was not acceptable. It wasn't just censorship. I think they wanted to be able to decide whether or not messages could even be it was something weird where basically they wanted control of all the information going in and out mm-hmm. and they went to each ceo i think there's like four or five and they all had great you know 1910s names their names were like you know williamson a sodomire just you know like you know like circus names from the 1910s you know um they each had like 47 syllables but they went to the heads of each one, and each one said, no, we will not participate. That's a violation of the First Amendment, and we're a private company. So these the, the G-men got back together, and they were like, let's take a different tactic. So they went to each one and said, hey, the four other companies have agreed to do it. You don't want to be the only unpatriotic company, do you? And like Domino's, they all said yes. All the while, they had all said no individually, but they just told everyone else, yeah. hey, this is what everyone else is doing. Which is classic cop behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, you're, 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 your companions have turned on you. You yeah. can save yourself. That's what they said to me in 2011 when me and my friends got in trouble in our fraternity. We got in trouble with the cops, and I got interrogated. And the first thing is, your buddy just pinned it all on you. And that's when I instantly realized, I was like, oh, this is all horseshit. Nothing's going to happen. And I was like, no, he didn't. And, uh, and uh, I make I make myself sound cooler. I was probably shitting my pants. But um, that's another podcast for another time. But the point is, is they repealed that they stopped doing that censorship right after the war ended. Obviously, the Department of Censorship started, the Office of Censorship started up again during World War II. It ended soon after. And... Um, but the point is, is it, in, uh, in uh, Shadow Factory, the ultra-secret post-9-11 National Security Agency by James Bamford, a book that was written in, I think, 2003, but still holds up. It's a fantastic audio book. They, they basically did the same thing. They went to the heads of, like, Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, and, like, the other, like, one mm-hmm. or two companies. And they were like, hey, you got to do this. But, you know, they didn't go, they kind of went in, they didn't go in necessarily threatening, but they were like, hey, you know, forgotten country, and they're like, we are on orders from George W. Bush, you know, 
help us if you know avenge 9-11 which mm-hmm. i mean how do you not get caught up in it right it's but that's when those things started where and that was pretty much what that was pretty much what snowden said well that's exactly what snowden said uh, and, and that's my point is yeah. is is once these systems get put in place and it's very easy when there's only a handful of companies like what the nsa would do i mean it's evil but at the same time it's kind of badass is they went to the heads of like a couple of these uh, buildings in the United States. I think it was, um, I think it was Atlanta, Miami, L.A., Seattle, and maybe New York, where they had these big buildings where the the transoceanic ca- uh, cables came in, and they would go in. I think one of them was in San Francisco too. I think I think that's it, and they went into the the buildings where they were, and the NSA actually took their own room within the building and they they put metal plating on the floors, walls, and ceilings. So if you went upstairs and tried to drill through the drywall, you hit metal. So they made these metal capsules within the buildings and they had these big orange doors and it required like four guys to open it. They opened in a weird way, but these things were top secret. You couldn't ask what was going on inside and you couldn't even acknowledge that these orange rooms existed mm-hmm. but when you only have five companies that you need to lean on with five companies you can go intercept the communications of 300 million americans so it yeah you're only supposed to get what's international but what you actually get is all of it and the thing is is that never stopped we didn't stop after we killed Saddam. Mm-hmm. we didn't stop after bin laden it's been almost 10 years since we killed Bin Laden, which is kind of crazy, but it's been almost 10 years, and it hasn't stopped. And it's, you know, I, I believe it was under, it was either the late Obama administration or the early Trump administration. Either way, I think it was Obama, but Trump didn't stop it, so he's no better. They repealed the Smith-Mund uh, Authorization Act, Smith, M-U-N-D-T, Smith-Mund. And what the Smith-Munt Act was passed right after World War II, saying that you can no longer do propaganda on domestic citizens. You can no longer use propaganda, kind of like the yelling fire in a theater. You know, during World War II, we got to paint the Japanese as like, oh, we kill America, because we got to rile up support for the war. But they, but they stopped doing that in, I think, late 45 or late 47. And that was called the Smith-Mund Act. But the reality is, is that it happened at the end of every war. It happened right after World War One. I. I think it happened after the Civil War. Where you basically mm-hmm. you, you cut off the censorship. It was the late Obama, which I'm almost sure of, but I don't want to make get it incorrect. Regardless, regardless whether or not, I think it was Obama. Again, Trump didn't repeal it, so he's no fucking better. Is they got rid of that act very quietly. That you don't have to... That you no longer have you no longer have to refrain from using propaganda on United States citizens. So when you mix all of these things together, with only needing to lean on a couple corporations, using fear like Patriot Act with insects, and then repealing the Smith Munn Act, we get to this very hairy place where I would like to think it's just some big corporations that have way too much data to sort through. But history also shows us that the government, and this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing, but government in general, 
Dude, these are some slippery, slimy, power-hungry psychopaths. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, I, can't, oh, I, I mean, I was, I, I was very disappointed in Obama. Uh, several of the things that everyone thought he would probably do that he could have done that he didn't do. You know, he didn't end the war. You know, he didn't. Uh, introduce a, a number of legislative initiatives that he was really expected to he, he was very tentative and, and it may have been because he was super sensitive about being the first black president he didn't want to push too hard or something but that's one of the things i like about biden because biden has just been like nope fuck it it's like you got you guys it's like you know they they were all crying in their uh the Republicans are all crying in their beer about how they're passing laws and they're not even asking us about it. And it's like Merrick Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, man. What were you saying? Hey, man. Merrick fucking Garland. What were you saying? Hey, man. I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll eat my words with, not eat my words, I'll eat my ego. <laughs> I 100% am on board with, with Biden's Pacific Deterrence Initiative and its the placement of intermediate nuclear missiles on islands surrounding China. Yeah, he's, he's not like a fucking pacifist or anything. He's like, no, I'll, he's... I'll, I'll eat my slice of humble no. pie. That's what I like to Now buy. think about this. He's with the generals when they say, all right, we need nuclear deterrence because the Soviets are like acting aggressive the chinese are acting really aggressive and you know we got don't need to be in afghanistan a bunch of fucking goat herders that's not a thing we need to be doing that's you know and he's just like grandpa saying okay uh no this don't make no sense this does make sense uh, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And I'm fucking president. So, I mean, we haven't really seen that in a very long time. I mean, I'm thinking just like Truman and Eisenhower, where you would see the president going, no, okay, y'all's adrenals, I'm the president, and this is what we're going to do, because I'm the president. Jet. Oh, uh. Jet. Got to give credit to JFK. Got to give credit to JFK during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The generals wanted. Oh, to get, JFK, of course. The generals wanted to go in of and bulldoze Cuba, <laughs> and and JFK stuck up to them. Um, yeah, man. You know, I'll be the first to eat my slice of humble pie. Just like I can't stand when people say Trump didn't do anything right. That's objectively untrue. You can't say Biden's doing nothing right as conservative. The Pacific, De- De- the Pacific Deterrence Initiative. Look it up. It. If you didn't know it was Biden, you would you would have think, thought Trump passed it. It's 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 objectively mm-hmm. a good thing, and I'm not going to sit here and try to say oh, he didn't do or it. Or a Bush. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the point. Because it doesn't matter who. It's so I, I got to give credit where credit's due. It's it's an objectively good thing. But um, Roger, let's wrap this one up because my internet's shit in the bed, and. Uh, I think my computer's about to implode. So um, let's wrap this one up. We'll get back to it next week. Oh, we can't have that. 
know, we'll get back to it next week. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have uh, and, uh, internet by then. And text me an address. I'll send you this shirt. Absolutely. I absolutely will. Roger Williams, author of Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect, my favorite book, the link of which will be in the description. Won't be sticky to the top comment because I can't sticky because we're not on YouTube because they're a bunch of communist assholes. But uh, <laughs> till next time, brother. So well, where, where where will we be found? This is gonna be like Rumble. Rumble and, and Bitch. Well, actually, uh, I don't have it. I don't have. Bitch. I only have. I only have a couple gigs on my hotspot. So I'm using it to do the Zoom interviews, and then I'm only gonna upload Spotify because audio files are only like 80 to 100 megabytes i have to stretch out right. i have to stretch out my hotspot gigs until i get internet so we're not i'm not even uploading video until i get internet so this will be on spotify all right all right shoot me a link so i can send it to my dad as always roger roger williams much love my friend <laughs> i'll text you my address and uh i'll, I'll, see, I'll see you next week all right dog peace take it easy see ya